This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Happy Pride Month. I'm Esther Yunji Kang in for Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. Over the weekend, West Suburban Elgin had its first ever Pride Parade, drawing residents, families, and couples to its downtown. Chicago will hold its own parade on Sunday, June 25th. While this month is all about celebrating and uplifting LGBTQ people, it also comes at a time when youth and families in the community are being targeted around the country. Joining us now to discuss these issues and the importance of having family-friendly Pride events are Kiwa Nurola and Kristen Kaza. They're the co-organizers of the Queer Fam Pride Jam happening later this month. Welcome to Reset. Kristen, you're a producer of Slow Mo, uh, Chicago's iconic queer party. And Kiwa, you own the children's boutique Kiddo in the South Loop. Why did you both feel the need to join forces to put on an all-ages Pride Festival? I'll go to you first, Kristen. Well, I think, well, first of all, I'm a new mom. My twins will be oh, turning. Congrats. Thank you. Um, one, actually, this weekend. and. Wow. I think first, you know, in the slow-mo community, we've been producing events to celebrate and uplift LGBTQ Chicagoans for 12 years. So a lot of our community are getting older. They might be having families themselves. So mm-hmm. it's I think there's been more and more interest in having like a space for family that's all, all ages. But also I think having an all ages event that's outdoor daytime free it just really opens the doors for many different types of folks to feel welcome in a space who might not be as comfortable in clubs where actually a lot of you know queer events do take place especially during pride month and kiwa is really like queen of cool kid stuff in chicago mm-hmm. and we actually um talked about this a year ago around this time of how we thought between us and our communities joining forces would be really special to do something that really actually celebrated and centered LGBTQ families and kids. Your thoughts, Kiwa? Yeah, we are all about uniting families in our otherwise segregated city. Mm -hmm. So we, we are always thinking about exposing families to culture, to fun, Um, And just connecting people. There are a lot of people in Chicago who've moved here from elsewhere and are looking for their community. There are a lot of people who are intentionally trying to raise their children differently from how they were raised. And in that respect, um, you know, I meet tons of families every day and certain things come up a lot of how they can share their activism with their children. And so with our events, we're always looking at how we can encourage our community to be present and active as activists so that their children can see them doing that and then emulate them in their citizenship. That's great. Kristen, the event will be packed with activities. Tell us more about what people can expect at the Queer Fam Pride Jam. 
really exciting. We have a full day of really fun programming for all people. So while we are obviously centering and celebrating LGBTQ families and allies, like this is there's something for everybody. So we're starting off the day with yoga. We're going to have cultural performances. Later in the day, the legendary choreographer Boogie McLaren is going to be teaching house music dance lessons. We're going to have mini drag makeovers by um, drag artists in Chicago, and then there will be some performances. And we're going to culminate with the legendary slow-mo dance party, but this time for all ages. And this is all free admission, right, within RSVP? Yes, it's all free admission, and it's taking place at the Salt Shed, which is an amazing new venue um, that's a concert venue uh, on the inside, but outside they have what they call the Festival Grounds. And it's just this beautiful, expansive space with the Chicago River and the skyline and the backdrop. It's going to be, I think, really memorable. That sounds awesome. You know, queer families like yours, Kristen, uh, are often left with few options to celebrate Pride Month, like you mentioned. And what what did your journey of, of becoming a parent look like? Oh, wow. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm really proud of our story. My wife and I began this journey a few years ago in collaboration with one of our best friends, who's our donor and um, the papa to our twins. And it's been a really beautiful and challenging process. Um, but we have three incredible families. We're very lucky to have that kind of support within our family, generationally speaking. And then, of course, our chosen family and community. So um, it's taken. it's been a real journey getting here. You know, my, my twins were born at 28 weeks due to some um, health scares, but we're all here. We made it. It's, it's coming up this weekend. And I think for me, I've just found that seeing ourselves reflected is so important. And so I think it's really simple. I think just being around other people that are like you or are in support of you is just, that's what it's really all about. And I think with this event, more than ever right now, we really want the queer and trans kids or the kids of queer and trans parents to feel celebrated and uplifted and to see that it's great to be queer, to be queer without fear, um, and that this there's a community that's going to be there to hold them and lift them up. Mm. Kiwa, the Queer Fam Pride Jam, is not just for LGBTQ families, but also just for the broader queer community and for allies like yourself. What does it mean to be an ally to the LGBTQ community? Oh, man, it's everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm someone who grew up with queer people in my biological family mm. as well in my chosen and extended family as well. And so when I think of my personal life, I can't imagine it without these people centered in in my um, existence. But as a business owner, um, I've embraced my role as a leader. And I think parents often get frustrated at um, having to take a kind of passive role. Um, we have so many responsibilities, work, kids, and other things. And this is this is just a fun event <laughs> where you it's not passive because you're physically present, but you can show your your kids and your family like this is allyship. This is who we care about. This is the kind of city and country we want to create. And it's so funny how once they see you do it and you set the example, it's second nature to them. Mm-hmm. It's not an issue. It's not something they have to come up with. They're they're watching their parent kind of set the standard for for who they should be in the world.
as we mentioned earlier, LGBTQ rights have been under attack and a record number of bills targeting LGBTQ people have advanced in states across the country in recent years. And, you know, these bills aim to put restrictions on everything from school bathrooms and gender affirming care to drag shows. You both know what it's like to be on the receiving end of this kind of resistance uh, for putting together the, the Pride Jam. Kristen, can you tell us a, a little bit about that? Yeah, I think we knew that going into it because this is not new. Yes, there has been this rise in, in tensions and violence and hate. But, we, you know, when you look historically at LGBT movement and liberation, when this all started, this was, you know, when, as they say, like there's our, our four mothers are two uh, trans women of color and that um, that's how the liberation movement began. And so I think it's also really important that we recognize and also take comfort in the fact that there's legacy that comes with being in this moment. And so to, to be empowered by what our elders and ancestors have done. And for me personally, as a, as a cultural producer that feels and leader, it feels really important. Um, But I think what is sometimes um, can be a heavy load is when you feel when feeling like the community, we are the ones that are doing the lifting. We are the ones that Mm -hmm. are taking the risks. You know, we're seeing corporations and brands that are really cowering in fear of, you know, all right, all right violence. And so um, that's also still nothing new. I think at the end of the day, it's going to be community. It's going to be the people we keep us safe and celebrate and, and we celebrate each other. And so that's what we're doing with this event. All that is to say we have to think through safety. We right. have to think through security with all the fun that is coming with that day. We're also thinking about the fact that there are children and um, all kinds of folks who are coming into that space. Mm. So uh, we want to do everything that we can to support and protect them. We've been working in collaboration with Salt Shed to make sure we're thinking through those things. But I think that for queer and trans people, you know, it is it is um, stepping outside of your door to a world of harm is something that a lot of of LGBTQ people face. And so, um, you know, we hope that when they walk into this space, they can feel cared for and thought of in the unique ways that are really important that we are considering when putting on an event like this that's all ages. Yeah, Kristen, you just mentioned those businesses that are facing backlash. And I'm thinking about Target, where, you know, Pride merchandise was pulled from, from the display window of a Florida store after a string of harassments and threats against workers or even the Bud Light uh, boycott that's happening right now because of its partnership with uh, trans activist Dylan Mulvaney. Kiwa, what do you make of this um, as a business owner yourself? Oh, like like Kristen said, it's, it's unfortunately nothing new. Um, I consider these people to be bullies, but unfortunately with the Internet, these bullies are given a platform that they don't deserve. And so these relatively small acts end up being amplified because of the Internet. Um, and so I wish people didn't think more of them than, than needs to be thought of. But as a business owner, yeah, I've gotten the, you know, I've gotten emails. I've gotten the Instagram comments and DMs from faceless people who have strong opinions about the LGBTQ community. But um, like Kristen said, we're very thoughtful. I mean, any event that I have, because it centers children, I'm always thinking about safety for our families. But this is, you know, to the next level. We really want people to enter the fairgrounds and feel free, right. free to be themselves, free to play and have fun with their families. And so that's that's in the structure of our event. 
Um, and I think just from my my heritage and from my people and my community, I'm I'm someone who doesn't live in fear. Right. <laughs> so I just try to be a leader in that respect and and let parents know that despite all the things we worry about with our children day to day, their health, and their you know all that stuff, that there's still a confidence we can have. Mm-hmm. And despite being worried and fearful, um, to really be leaders and show them that we can't let the bullies win, bottom line. Kristen, what, uh, how do you hope that events like yours will help Chicago become you know, a more welcoming city to LGBTQ people? Well, <clears throat> I think Kiwa and I are both very proud to be from Chicago, or I, I can't even claim full, I should say, for the Chicagoans out there. I've been here 20 years, so I got some cred. But I think to show that Chicago is um, a, an incredible city that has amazing community and very hardworking and caring people that are going to jump in and support and help and lift up events like ours. Um, and, you know, with our intentions of the Queer Fan Pride Jam is not to do this as a one-off. Mm-hmm. This has been a really big lift in a short period of time between Kiwa, myself, and another project manager, Danny. We've been working really hard on it, but we hope that this builds the foundation for years to come so that this can grow and be something that, you know, people from Chicago and beyond can come in and celebrate every year. Kiwa, where can we find uh, the latest details about the Pride Jam? Well, um, Kiddo is located in the South Loop in the Roosevelt Collection Shops. You can stroll on into the shops, and and any of my myself or my employees will greet you with a smiling face and let you know everything we have going on. Um, You can find information on the Salt Shed website, on my website, and the Slow Mo website. Um, and our social media, both of us are very active on social media. So what's cool is that we have followers from around the country and around the world who are supporting us in producing this event. That's great. We've been talking to Kiwa Nurula and Kristen Kaza, co-organizers of the Queer Fam Pride Jam. It's a free family-friendly pride festival happening on June 17th. Thank you both for your time today. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for having Happy us. Happy Pride. This episode of Reset was produced by Stephanie Kim. It was edited by Ethan Schwab and Dan Tucker. If you're looking for more ways to connect with Reset, have you followed us on TikTok? Give us a follow at WBEZ underscore Reset. That's all for today. I'm Esther Yunji Kang. Reset will talk to you tomorrow. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.